We're back with the latest episode of the So Close Yet So Far podcast. Andrew King and Zach McVeigh. The season's come to a close, Zach. The Cincinnati Bengals fall to the LA Rams in the Super Bowl, and they went all in for it. And the LA Rams came. They came out with it. How how how, how are you feeling, Zach? You know that was. Uh... I mean, greatest, maybe the greatest playoffs of all time. We, we, we got spoiled this, this year. It was a great playoffs and really just a great game. It was close the whole way, um, back and forth. The score changed crazy stuff right out of halftime. Um, the Bengals needed to come out and, and, uh, they needed to win those last four minutes before the half and then come out and win the next four. And they just dominated those, those two parts of the game. Um, but yeah, so even just just a great overall game. Um, what what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was coming in. I mean, looking at the whole the, the playoffs as a whole, it was it was going to be tough for the Super Bowl to be a disappointment based off what we what we've had looking at the playoffs as a whole. Um, but and even the Super Bowl lived up to the hype. You know, we had. I mean, because well, I mean, we can go ahead and just jump right into it early on. Um, at least offensively, it was the Rams. You know, it was the Rams early on. And like you said, um, I mean, nearing the end of the half, the Bengals had a huge drive to get back into it after it was 13-3. You know, 13-3 early in the first half, you know, you never know if things could just fall apart like that. So they get a big drive um, to make it 13-10 to get back into it. And like you said, everything kind of just swung right when the second half started with the the long touchdown to T. Higgins with the no call um, on potential offensive pass interference with Jalen Ramsey in coverage. And then they get the the tipped pick on the first play of the next drive. And that that sets the Bengals up in business. And just like that, it's like, are the Bengals going to run away with this thing? Um, but both defenses in the second half, huge. I mean, you got to give the Bengals defense credit for their second half performances in every game in the playoffs against the offenses they faced. Um, but it was, it was too much this time. And I mean, back-to-back games, the final drive to win it, Aaron Donald makes a play and he's the best in the game. Yeah, that's the that's my biggest takeaway is the the stars showed up and the Rams just had more stars. Every I it felt like every single star in this game made a play and made big plays. Like start off with Jamar, the one-handed catch that was awesome. Burrow did his thing. He he played very he still played very well. Um, you know, Trey Hendrickson started the game with a sack. So all the all the stars for the Bengals made the made plays as well, but the Rams just had more guys. They had Von Miller getting a couple of sacks. Aaron Donald making his presence felt the whole game, especially the second half. But like you said, at the end, you just knew he was going to make a play. Um, and the other stars, Odell had a touchdown before he got hurt, which was a crazy injury. Cooper Cup, just amazing. Stafford. It, the, star, the stars showed up, and the Rams just had more stars is kind of my biggest takeaway um, of the whole game. Yeah, and, and both teams, because like I kind of alluded to, really down the stretch when when it became a game where the next store the next score could could end it. Um both defenses, man, like you said, both stars, both 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 front sevens, um, especially the Bengals in the run game. I mean, the the Rams in 23 carries last night, they averaged 1.9 yards a carry. They couldn't get the run game going at all. I think K Makers had one rush that was like eight or nine yards and he was he was he had to work for it that was by far their best rush of the night um but the the for the for the Bengals they could run the ball but it was pass protection I mean seven more sacks for Joe Burrow I think he got sacked 19 times in the playoffs Tom Brady was only sacked 22 times the entire season and so um the tough guy Joe Burrow he left it all out there 
both him and Stafford had gotten banged up throughout the game. Um, and it was just a classic to end the classic playoffs, like you said. Yeah, and so another just crazy – we knew the, the offensive line and defensive lines uh, for the Bengals and Rams was going to be the main story. Um, so Burrow was sacked 19 times in these playoffs. The second most ever is 12. So they almost they almost doubled the second most ever. Last night, Burrow threw 33 times, and he was under pressure 18 of those throws. And you got to think at least another five of those throws were screen passes or throws where you can't even get pressure. So almost every time Joe Burrow was having to read the defense, make throws, everything was just under pressure. and the, He had to process everything just so quickly with what the Rams were doing. Yeah, there was a... Since they've been able to calculate offensive and defensive line, like win and loss rate based on a certain game, I saw that it was, um, I think the Bengals offensive line won 14% of the time in pass protection. And that was the lowest graded single game ever since they've been, I don't know how many years, it it definitely hasn't been decades. Um, But that was one of the more dominant games we've ever seen from a defensive line from that standpoint. And the, like we've, we're going to keep talking about it. The stars lived up to the hype. I mean, Von Miller, two sacks in the Super Bowl. That is that is why they brought him here. Odell Beckham, yeah, he went down um, with what it looks like could be another ACL tear. Touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's why they brought him in. And, you know, it, it worked out. And I think even if they had lost this game, it was still worth going for. Um, but, I mean, even looking at the Stafford trade, there was so much reaction. Yes, it made sense for the Rams, but it, it's not like it wasn't a, a, a risky trade, a ballsy move to go all in, even just on Matt Stafford. Um, and so it, it all came together on their home field, no less, two years in a row. Yeah, and I mean, Stafford was Stafford's talent was always there, but he was, always, he was still unproven. And it, it the way that he came in and just started, I mean, took over the team, he he made throws yesterday that on that last drive that were just unreal. I know you've seen the video of his no look pass. Um, he he had the the thing about the no look pass, and if if you haven't seen it, he was throwing into into double coverage, was looking at a a guy in the flat, a guy about five yards down the field, and then threw it across his body to Cooper Cup streaking over the middle and made the linebacker um, come to the guy that was shorter because he was. He was, it was a no-look pass. And the confidence to do that in the biggest moment um, of his life is just unreal. And also that he had to do it because if he didn't do it, there was nobody open. And so the, the way he processed it to do a no-look pass in that situation and complete it was just so cool. I mean, just hats off to Stafford. He's, he, last week, two weeks ago against the 49ers, led a game-winning drive. Aaron Donald made the defensive play. Again, in the Super Bowl, Stafford leads a game-winning drive. Aaron Donald makes it makes a huge defensive play. It was kind of almost a, a carbon copy. We'd we'd seen this movie before. Yeah, no, no, no less. And and looking at the Rams as a whole, it's. I mean, if the Bengals had won this game, it's it's hard to say they're not the best team in football based off the magic run that happened. But it's it's very easy to say, the Rams are the best team in the NFL. And to me just they just might be the most the most tested i mean just going back from look at their division they're in look at look at who they played them i mean they i mean kyler might leave atlanta right now or arizona and and who 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 was the team that dismantled them in the playoffs that that was that was this la rams that was this seems like a long time ago um and then they slay the giant and tom brady yeah they almost let him come back and get it um sean McVay gets kyle shanahan off his back after never been being able to beat him 
and then they go out and win the Super Bowl. Um, and then you add Sean McVay, youngest head coach ever to win a Super Bowl at 36. This was the most they, – they arguably had the toughest path from the very start of the season, and they did it. It wasn't without injuries. I mean, you got Andrew Wentworth, the 40 – I mean, he's got to be done. He's got to yeah. be done. Um, and, I mean, but to be 40 years old playing, playing offensive tackle, the most under-talked-about story, no matter how talked about it was, because I, I can't even fathom – um, the battle he's had to go through this year and just throughout the years. And it's crazy because he spent most of his career in Cincinnati. Yeah. And so it had to be a wild experience, a wild week for him. Um, do you think that Stafford's a Hall of Famer? Gosh, like <laughs> I, and I, I hate it because I hate, I hate how much it is off Super Bowls for quarterbacks. Everything is determined by a Super Bowl, but I mean, Matt Stafford has been great his whole career whether it's from playing through injuries, pl- being just being available, because that's my biggest thing with Eli Manning is he wasn't out every season, you know. Um, but he's he's put up the numbers. He's now won the Super Bowl. And I think just the cherry on top that I think is going to be more talked about when he's gone is arguably the two best receiving seasons of this generation are Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup. Who And the guy throwing the ball to them, he matters a little bit. Yeah. Um, you got to give him some credit. And so he's he's checked every box you could you could want in an NFL career. I guess I, I he hasn't won an MVP, I assume. He's um, only been a pro bowler one time. Wow. That could be what comes back. But it's not like how many teams on the I mean, I don't know. So much of that is just going to get thrown into he was on a terrible team because it doesn't matter what numbers he would have put up right. some of those years if they were only winning two or three games. Um, so I think he's a Hall of Famer. We'll see what happens. Um, if I had to say Eli or Stafford. I've been so committed to Eli. No way. I would have to stick with Eli. The Super Bowl performances, he took – they – Okay, okay. We don't don't need to talk about Eli on the – 19-0, man. That that stuff – because that's where I hate – I hate how the Super Bowls matter so much, but that's where it matters. Like, that drive right there. I mean, on on the first and goal, yes, there was a lot of penalties, and that's something I doubt we'll talk about much because there was misses both ways um, or bad calls that went both ways. Um. But on that first and goal at the 10, Matt Stafford just airmails Van Jefferson on first down. And it's like, if they don't score here, that's the play that Matthew Stafford um, right. is going to live down for the rest of his career. And instead, it's the no-look pass, you know. And so it's crazy how a couple different plays can potentially change a narrative for if a guy ends up in the Hall of Fame. But and I, who knows? They might just go win another one. And then, then he's in, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think he's going to get in whatever happens in the future. Um, he's been one of the, he's been one of the best since he's gotten in the league and that's all you can ask for, for him. Yeah. And I mean that they had a fourth and one that they handed off to Cooper cup. Like you don't get that play. Yeah. It's over. And so there, there are just a few plays that can go either way. Um, but going back to the hall, I asked that question because, okay, let's say Matt Stafford's a hall of famer. There's one, honestly, Cooper cup might, I don't know if Cooper cup's a hall of famer, but after this season, it seems way more likely so let's say cooper cup's a hall of famer that's two you got aaron donald shoe in three jalen ramsey probably there's four von miller no doubt there's five andrew whitworth no doubt six throwing eric weddle in there also might be a hall of famer that could be a potential seven hall of famers on this super bowl team that's that's crazy yeah that is crazy. and then you never know there's always the 
I, I feel like Johnny Will Hecker. Might... Johnny Hecker might be a Hall of Famer. He's a great punter. I don't know. That one's Johnny Hecker. Hey, he he must have snapped. He must have snapped. Yes. Lucky that didn't come back to bite him. But yeah, and then you know who knows? Cam Akers could be no. the next one. You know? But hey, we don't know. We don't know, Zach. You didn't but think I'm Joe saying, Burrow I'm was going to be if, if, for people that are very real possibilities. At least at least seven on the Super Bowl team was Hall, yeah. Hall of Famers. Very real. Very most likely seven, which is. It's a third of their team. It's so crazy. Yeah. But see, another thing that I, I want to talk about before I forget, and it's we talk about with the, the, the Rams, Von Miller, Odell, Stafford, even Weddle, bringing him out of retirement. Um, they, they brought in the stars, you know, but so much of and, and it, with both of these two teams being on such different trajectories, how they got here, but so much of it still comes down to when it comes to the blueprint of building an NFL team is hitting in the draft. If you have to get lucky or be good, whatever it might be, because when we look at this LA Rams team full of crazy stars, free agencies, trades, no picks in the future, their two best players were homegrown talent that weren't number one overall picks. You know, yeah, Aaron Donald was a first round pick. Cooper Cup was a third round pick, but the two best players on the field for both teams last night were drafted guys. You know, and so yeah. it, that's the key. I don't I don't care what anyone says. Sure. Big markets have an advantage, whatever. Um, but you got to hit in the draft if you want to be successful. Yeah, for sure. And and let's let's talk about Cooper Cup a little bit. Just by his standards, he had I mean, he had an average game by his typical standards. But for a Super Bowl, obviously, it was unreal. And if you're just watching him, you know, he was blanketed the whole time. But he ended up with eight catches, 92 yards and two touchdowns. Basically won the game for him twice with that uh the first one getting knocked off because of a holding penalty when he got absolutely obliterated in the end zone. Like just to be able to get up from that and stay in the game, huge. And then he, he caught the game winner, uh one on one on the outside. Stafford's going to him all the way, and it wasn't even a contest. He just dusted Eli Apple there. It was it was too easy. I can't believe they put him one on one. But the whole drive, he was getting he was getting mauled. Like they were they were basically tackling him off the line of scrimmage a couple times just trying to do whatever they could to not uh, not get him the ball. He drew three penalties on that drive. Um, he was it, it was it was one of the best drives I've ever seen from a single wide receiver. It was just Stafford knew where he was going. Go get open. I'll get I'll get you the ball. And he went out and did it. It was, it was so fun to watch. Yeah, and I mean, coming into that final drive, Cup only had three catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. I mean, hey, he still had the touchdown, but kind of crazy if, if that the Rams offense doesn't get going if Cup doesn't get going it's a pretty quiet game for him but on that last drive five catches 46 yards one touchdown he was the offense that drive and it's not like the Bengals defense were like okay we're not gonna we're not gonna double him this drive we, we think we got him locked down you know it's not like they knew who they assumed Stafford was going to you gotta assume um and he torched them when it mattered the most and whether you give it to Stafford or Cup more, whatever it is, like they they the Bengals knew what was coming and they just they just couldn't stop it. And there's I don't know, there's just so much of respect and sure those guys. I mean, man, Eli Apple's just getting roasted on Twitter. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen a player just get turned on by other NFL players so bad in the spotlight too. But hey, um, I guess he deserves it maybe. Um, but just yeah, making plays. They 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 found they found a way to get Cooper Cup on on Eli Apple, and when when they did, 
they took advantage. But just one thing too about Cup was that the amount, yeah, they use him in motion a lot, but I swear it was almost every play last night. And I mean, hey, I you you want to find ways to get your superstar in a great matchup, and that's one way to do it. Um, I even saw the Bengals doing it with Chase. I didn't honestly expect them to, but it's that's it's hard not to notice how much Cup is always in motion in that that Rams offense. Yeah, and I mean they didn't they didn't throw to Cooper Cup as much during the game because if you're if Stafford's making the right reads and Cup is double teamed, triple teamed, he's getting chipped off the line. They they kept putting a, a D lineman out there on him and would chip Cup with the D lineman, have one guy single cover covering him, and then have a, a safety over the top. So he's he's getting so much attention. So yeah, if Matt Stafford's making the right read, it's not going to Cup, but at the end, they didn't score whenever they're throwing anybody else. And so at the end, they're just like, all right, all right, Cooper, go, go be, go be great. And he was, it was, it was so fun to see, especially from a, um, a guy that kind of burst onto the scene this year. Nobody would have seen, expected this season to come. He was always a really good receiver. Um, very productive, um, led the, led the Rams in receiving yards the last couple of years, even, um, after his ACL tear, but, Nobody would have seen this thing this season coming, and and he just he was just amazing all year. He literally never had a bad game. No, and he took it all the way to the Super Bowl, and that's why, from the being the first season of eighteen games, Cup wasn't injured any. He he went all the way to the Super Bowl. If we're talking about total season stat, I don't know how they do the single season stats. If they combine, I assume it might just be regular season. But if we're looking at total season stats. That receiving yardage from Cup is not falling for a very long time. Um, and I got to give a quick shout out to my boy Jackson. I remember it was like week three or four, and he said something along the line, just saying that Cooper Cup's the best receiver in the NFL. And like you said, he's, he had been the Rams' top guy for a while. He had been putting up big numbers early, but I was like, all right, now, hold on. Hold on now. Like Devontae, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who, whoever it might be. But, hey, he was right because yeah. Cup just – he didn't stop. He he turned he went crazy and I feel like there's always a good group of guys that go crazy to start the year and then it fades off after two three four five weeks whatever it is, but yeah it was it was non that connection in in the first year too, um, right. so got to give him props and I assume it's it's not not going to be slowing down much next year. Yeah, it's not like they played together for three years and like been there like so their rapport is so good. It happened year one. It's so crazy, so crazy, but. Hey, the report doesn't, as, as Cup said after the game, the report doesn't go both ways. He missed Stafford on his throw. Um, it'll, it only works when Stafford throws the cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, just looking at the, the Rams going forward, just real quick, um, obviously Odell, big unknown on a one-year deal, if, if it is an ACL tear for it him. It, it officially is. Okay, it is. And so you'd assume it could be similar to maybe what the Cowboys are looking like with Michael Gallup. It might be smarter just to – sign another one-year deal, get healthy with the team you were with. Um, and you can tell he loves L.A. or he loves being with the Rams. Um, but then the other one is is Vaughn Miller. And this is the interesting one that he was he said after the game, he fully plans to explore free agency. And a lot of people are looking at, like, he got his other ring. Could he be heading right back to Denver, especially if a guy like Aaron Rodgers comes to town? And so that that's that's something to be interesting. Because you, you would assume if he's not going to Denver – I would assume he's probably just staying in LA, but that that could be very interesting. Yeah, he has said that he wants to be. He thought he, was, he thought he would be a Bronco for life. He loves Denver, so might might go back for sure. 
All right, but looking, let, let's talk a little bit about the Bengals here. Let's talk about what went wrong. What what was it for you? Because obviously early on, like like I touched on, the, the offense wasn't going. Second half, you get the big play to T. Higgins right off the bat. You get the pick. And I guess that that was when it kind of started to fall apart, if we if we can look at it with hindsight, um, because they get that interception and, and they settle for three. You know, maybe maybe if they cash in there, it, it's a different ball game. They're up, what, 24-13 at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just – it's man, it's got to be a tough field as well. I was, I was listening to some people, um, some Bengals fans on Twitter after the game, and, God, you just had to feel for them. Yeah, and I, I honestly think it shifted when uh, Burrow went down with that that kind of that knee injury. Uh, the the replay showed it getting twisted all types of ways. I couldn't believe he could even come back into the game. Um, and also they showed a close-up of him just screaming, which was pretty brutal to see. But, I mean, the toughness from both Stafford and Burrow in this game was on display. Stafford got his foot completely stuck under a guy was taped it up and was right back in. It didn't show too many effects, but Burrow got his knee twisted and kind of that after that, it, things kind of changed. He could only take, do quick drops. They didn't want him to get hit anymore. Um, he couldn't get hit anymore because his knee hurt was, was so bad. So he couldn't really move the scrambling that worked so well against the chiefs. The, that part of his game was gone because with that offensive line, he really does need to be able to move and, and shift around. And so once his knee got hurt, I feel like things changed and, even he had a, a third down throw to Jamar Chase that he, he bounced in the dirt. Um, couldn't really push off his back leg anymore. And so that, that's what I think kind of changed was when, was when Bur- Burrow got his, got his knee twisted up. Yeah, and, and it happened in so late too. It's like the, the, when, when the Rams scored there, you got one leg Joe Burrow essentially, and you have Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and whoever else. <laughs> knowing full well that Joe Burrow is just going to be dropped back and sitting there because I, I think it was on that uh, the final play where he gets hit and he just flips it. He had Jalen Ramsey was laying on, on the ground yeah. beat by Jamar chase. And so Burrow would have had to have a lot more time. Um, but, but man, that, that, that he sums it up, I think. Jamar, Jamar was open on that last play, and just imagine Burrow to Jamar for the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, that would have been oh so my, that would have been glorious, glorious. Well, because we we were talking about on that first play on that last drive when when you you see he just throws a quick quick little stop route to Jamar, and you you te- you can tell Ramsey's being super aggressive and he tries to jump it, and Jamar had some open space, and I was like, you couldn't tell on the t- on the screen. If there was another guy, there ended up being the safety coming in and pushed him out of bounds. But for a split second, I'm like, is Jamar about to go 70 yeah. here? Because um, it was impossible. I mean, it, even it's crazy, too. I ha- I know about two or three people from Michigan or the Detroit area, and they were all they were rooting for the Rams so hard. We, we've talked about um, St. Louis people not loving the Rams for <laughs> obvious reasons. But, hey, as a Detroit Lions fan. You, you haven't had much to cheer for and you don't have much to cheer for, but Matt Stafford loves the lions and he loves Detroit. And we all know he didn't, if he could have won there, he would have stayed. Um, and so it was, it was weird to see, but it was, it was cool for them. I mean, Hey, I'll give them anything they can take, um, right. but Detroit still loves Stafford. And so that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, going back to, to that last drive for Burrow, the magic, the magic just barely ran out, but 
I, this is my borough bias, but I mean, maybe it was because it was kind of out of his control. He was hurt. You know, if he had been, he had his normal Joe Burrow, not hurt. He, he might have been able to do it. But the thing that baffled me was why was P Ryan in at, on that last that last series? They gave P Ryan the the third and one um, that he didn't get, and Aaron Donald made an insane play on that. How the strength Aaron Donald had to basically just grab him by his hips and throw him backwards and stop him d- directly in his tracks was was unbelievable. But I just didn't really get why P Ryan was the one getting those carries and in on the last series when Mixon had really been run the ball well all game. Yeah, no, that last series, I mean, it was the 17 yard pass to chase that I mentioned. You had a on, then it was first and 10 near midfield. You had a nine yard pass to Tyler Boyd. So second and one, it's that deep pass. Burrow just launches it deep to Jamar chase. Maybe they thought they were going to get something there. Um, so yeah, third and one and you get P Ryan up the middle and the, the bigger I get I get P Ryan's the the big short yardage back per se but it's not like Joe Mixon's a small guy and Joe Mixon had 15 carries for 72 yards he was at hitting at almost five yards a carry um and he P. was Ryan awesome today game. yeah he was he was the only on either side he was the only he was the only positive runner of the game really um because P Ryan he had two carries zero yards so yeah you're, you're bringing a guy in with one carry throughout the whole game um, with less than a minute left in the game on third and one. And yeah, it's that that's going to be the one that I think shots that, that haunts um, Zach Taylor the most this off season. Yeah. Um, and so I just couldn't, couldn't get it done, but Aaron Donald again, I know we've talked about him already, but he's just, he's inevitable. Like he, he just controls the game so much because the entire game there uh, and Collinsworth pointed this out, but they were, turning their center to Aaron Donald's side. And so then they would get a three on two on the other side. And like, there'd be three guys blocking Aaron Donald and then three guys rushing against two. And they just, in the second half, they figured out they unlocked something to where they kind of, kind of got all the mismatches against that, that uh, offensive line for the Bengals. And the way Aaron Donald just controls the game gets double teamed and still makes plays, but even the plays that he he doesn't make, he's affecting the game so much. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I think an even, an even crazier thing about Aaron Donald is that in his entire career, I think he's missed two or three games. I don't know what the reasons two, were for. Two games, and neither one was for injury. Yeah, neither. I just know he's never missed a game for injury. Um, yeah. And just with with before the game, you had Rodney Harrison talking, you know, if Aaron Donald wins this, he might just retire. Um, and it's like, what? But it's it's like he's got he's got nothing else. He's He's been. Every year he's been in the but rookie, but he won rookie of the year. And so he's been he's been first team all pro seven of his nine years, I think it is. He he's mm-hmm. got nothing to prove. Um, but it'll be interesting. I think it might just be more restructuring his deal. He's got, I think I saw three more years left on his contract. Um, and at the time he was the highest paid non-quarterback. Now he's currently the eighth highest paid non-quarterback. And so I think. There's only one guy that deserves to be paid the, the most by a non-quarterback, and, and that's Aaron Donald. I think everyone can agree on that one. For sure, for sure. And uh, going back to the Bengals, the, they lost. It was a great season. Um, really, nobody, nobody could have really predicted it, and that's just how fun the NFL is. But like we talked about a little bit, it's going to be hard for them to get back. This, this could have been their, their big shot, but – 
man, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to to really get the respect too. Um, the it's crazy, but the Super Bowl odds for next season are already out. I think they're like sixth or seventh. Um, so so not much respect, but it it was just a great season for the Bengals. Got to got to give Joey B and, and Jamar Chase credit. Hopefully they draft some offensive linemen this year. Yeah, well, but one thing I agree, it's going to be tough, and especially with that division. I mean, Baltimore's not going to be as bad as long as they don't get hit by the injury bomb. Um, Pittsburgh, the quarterback's the big question, but if they get a guy in there at quarterback, we all know how talented that defense is. And so, um, and then you've got the the Browns. Who knows? Who knows about the Browns? They're not they're not the old Browns, but you know <laughs> but they got to be Browns. Just, huh? <laughs> But they're still the Browns. They're still the Browns, yeah. I'm sure there was some pretty sad Browns fans last night as what Odell had. He now had as many touchdowns in 12, game, 12 games with the Rams as he did in two and a half seasons in Cleveland. Yeah. And so, but no, it'll be interesting. But the one fact about the Bengals, though, is that they have the two most valuable contracts in the NFL. The fact that they have Joe Burrow on his rookie contract, um, until I think the end of the 2023 season, that's the earliest he can get an extension. And then the earliest for Jamar Chase is I think after the 2024 season. And so they've got, they've, they can, they can move some money around for a couple more years until, but it's once those two guys get their monster deals, that might be when the window actually starts closing even more. And so, but that, that's my one hope for, for Cincinnati fans is that you've got arguably a top five, quarterback and receiver on cheap money when you're in the grand scheme of things yeah that's a great point and they've got trey hendrickson their their d lineman for another few years um also the guy that really stuck out to me on the Bengals defense uh number 55 logan wilson who's just uh he was drafted in 2020 out of wyoming in the third round and it seemed like he was making plays all over the place um i'm not sure how much how many tackles he ended up with but every time the rams ran the ball it seemed like he was making plays or he he was the one that got called for the tiki tack penalty at the end, but he was he was awesome all game for him too. Yeah, eight tackles for Logan Wilson, and it's like, of course, probably the one one of the one or two guys on that Bengals defense that I don't feel like we talked about at all. Yeah. But he was he was everywhere. Um, I mean, in in the run game, it was it was a little bit of everybody, but there were he was shooting gaps in there. But in the pass game, especially, yeah, there was that, eh, holding call. Um, that, that set up the first and goal on the game winning drive, but he, he was, he was phenomenal. I mean, from Hendrickson to, to Sam Hubbard. And then, I mean, we were talking about the stars stepping up for the Bengals. I mean, then you got Jesse Bates really probably the one of two guys that were on that defense three years ago. And so um, pretty crazy for him. And I think he's a free agent this off season. So um, I'm sure he'll, he'll be, He'll be getting paid, and but who who knows? There could always be some changes because any time with a Super Bowl team, especially on a run um, like Cincinnati just had, this is when guys can cash in, and I mean rightfully so. I'll never forget after um, the Ravens Super Bowl. I can't remember what year it was. It was it was Ray Lewis's last season, but I think five or six of those guys from that defense all left to get big free agent deals that next season, and I don't think it even panned out. But it's like hey, they 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 got their payday. Yeah. And, but it's always, you never know after winning a Super Bowl or just even getting there. And so who knows? A lot of those guys have been brought in the last couple of couple years. So got to assume most of them aren't on four or five year deals. And so it'll be interesting. But hey, former Cowboy, Chidobe Wuje, Super Bowl. Yep. He was making plays last night. Um, 
didn't get the win though. But so another another thing I want to talk about is kind of a couple big mistakes. Um, the Johnny Hecker just dropping the snap um, was was pretty crazy. Uh, really really changed the game at the, there at the end because the Rams had to score a touchdown out of the win. They couldn't couldn't just kick the field goal, so it definitely changed the strategy. But also a momentum shifter was when uh, Andrew's guy, Vernon Hargraves, got a penalty <laughs> celebrating with the team after the pick, didn't allow the Ram, the Bengals to start with the ball on the 20, had to start on the 10, and that drive just never really took off um, because of it. Give me your thoughts on uh, old Vernon kind of screwing the Bengals there. Gosh, man, some backstories. I, I've loved <laughs> Vernon since his days at Florida. He, he was a baller at Florida. He's- Andrews loved him, loved him. And so coming out of the draft, I was like, yo, guys, watch out for this guy. This is probably, what, three, four years ago. Maybe um, more. I bet it's, I bet maybe it's more, yeah. And it's so funny because as the play, as it's happening, I mean, apparently this wasn't a, they, this was a new rule they implemented a year or two ago. And so a little bit less heat on Vernon, but it, it's the Super Bowl. You're not dressed. Why do you think you should be like, come on, man? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so it gives you the right to get out there. Nobody yeah, else. When it happens, happen. they show the replay of it too. And I'm 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 thinking about texting texting you, Zach, and I'm like, I hope they find out who this is. And then about 30 seconds later, they say it's Vernon Hargraves, and I'm like, oh my gosh, one of my one of my guys. Um, and so yeah, no, that was tough. And and it, it did, it did. They got nothing going on the next drive. Um, yeah. One of the many, one of the many. That was just one of the many makeup calls by the refs because, yeah. you know, they just didn't want to see Vernon shine. But who knows? I'm not sure if he was on the sideline for the second half. I guess he probably was. But <laughs> if he wasn't, I, I'm not blaming Zach Taylor too much because um, I don't think many things would set me into just like a mass rage on the sideline. Like if I was a head coach, let, let just think about how much stress these dudes are under. And then you see that happen and it's like, Oh my gosh! Like oh, I, like I'm I'm on the coach's side. Very very few, but at that, if he went crazy on Vernon, I don't think I would have. I would I would not have been mad because if that, if, if I was Vernon, I would have been out of there. I, I would have just I would not be able run. to look like in the eye. He, and he was in slides, man. He wasn't <laughs> like he's not even in shoes. Oh man! Yeah, he should have been able to run that fast out there in slides. He should have. Yeah. If only he did tripped or something. I don't. The, if the Bengals had gotten points on that drive, the momentum shift that would have, I mean, they had a great momentum shift out of halftime, but points on that drive would have been huge too. Yeah. And I mean, hey, I, I'm not giving Vernon the whole blame. He deserves some, man. Um, it, that, that's going to be a subplot for the offseason. Is Vernon back? You, you got to assume he's not. <laughs> I want to know what the betting odds are of that. It's got to no be like way. plus 1,000 that he's back. He, um, he was uh, Baxter on Vernon. He was drafted number 11. By the Bucks in 2016. Okay. So he's been in the league for a little while, but I mean, the he's going to be remembered for that for that penalty. Like he hasn't yeah, done yeah. much else, so that penalty is going to define him. I feel like. <laughs> I'm mad. I mean, hey, he was drafted in 2016. So what? Six years into the league, that's easily his biggest highlight. Yeah. So far, and so that's not a good thing. Um, Tough look for Vernon. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that caused it, but just really like it, and that's what it was. Is that it was just. Both defenses just just hold and serve back and forth until I mean, and I guess you could say maybe maybe the Rams were trying to trying to disguise they were they were trying to see what the game plan was, you know, for what Cincinnati was running. But it's like, come on now, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, 
just straight up took over the game. That's what makes this. That's what makes it so special. It's like that to me. That was the most NBA like. You know, we don't see a like we don't see a player or two take over necessarily like that. Right. We're, we're, we so it's so easy in a sport like the NBA. Um, and maybe that's what made it so special. And, and and like we've said, there wasn't a star for either team that didn't make a play. You know, and I think um, as we were talking about kind of swings back and forth maybe this game isn't even very close if Odo Beckham doesn't get hurt. We haven't really talked about that too much, but um, cause he was the Rams second leading receiver. He only had two catches, but 52 yards. Um, because when it was Odell and cup out there, Odell was making, he was making, he was making a couple long catches and it looked like they were going to have some real trouble trying to, trying to stop him while they were obviously prioritizing Cooper cup. Um, and when he went down, that's kind of when you really saw the Rams offense start to struggle a little bit because Van Jefferson need to step up some um, and he wasn't really able to. I mean, Daryl Henderson, the running back, was really their number two receiving target after Odell went down. Um, and so but but that's that's what made that last drive so great is that Cooper Cup knew he had to take over, take over um, and Matt Stafford just fed him. Yeah. Well, how about uh, we always talk about guys that uh, you, you don't know their name stepping up in the Super Bowl. And the dude that did it this time was third string tight end Bryson Hopkins. Kind of became the go-to guy there for a second. Um, Bryson Hopkins, third-string tight end, had one catch for nine yards all season. Um, and in the Super Bowl, he had four catches for 47 yards. And really was was kind of the go-to guy over the middle for, for a little while there. So Bryson Hopkins is my uh, – I'm giving Bryson Hopkins the no-name MVP for the Super Bowl. But like you said, Odell goes out. Um, the Rams don't score for after – there was 13 minutes left in the second quarter when they made it 13 to three and cup scores touchdown, they don't score again until there's six minutes left in the third quarter. So it, they went a long, a long drought without scoring um, in, in there. But like you said, holding serve the Bengals last score of the game, they, they made McPherson kick that, that 38 yard field goal to make it 20 to 13 with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. They didn't score again. And so the defense is really, Defense wins championships. It's cliche, but that, that's what happened. Yeah, no, and, it, and that, that's one thing where I knew coming into this we were going to talk about the offenses um, more, but it, it needs to be said that whoever ended up winning this game, it was going, it was because of their defenses. Yeah, Cup and Cup and Stafford had to make the big plays down the stretch, um, but both of these teams were in this game because their defenses were were brick walls in the second half. Um, Particularly that Cincinnati one, man. It just just the way they 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 held the Rams to be such a one dimensional offense. And I mean, I guess you got to tip your hat to the Rams equally, though, because I mean that that's kind of what the Rams have been the entire postseason, especially these last three games with the Bucks, the 49ers, and then now the Bengals. You can't run against any of those three teams. Or I we we said it last week that the Bengals probably have the worst run defense out of those three teams. Um but yeah, just major props to, to those guys for stepping up. But Zach, I just remembered something. I don't know if it was the last podcast of last football season or the first one of this football season, but do you remember who I picked to win the Super Bowl? I, it wasn't the Bengals, was it? It was the Rams. <laughs> my pick from a year ago was right. Oh my really? God. Well, I just remember that. I need to I need to double check on who I picked. I know it wasn't the Bengals in the AFC, but I know because it was the it was because the Matt Stafford trade. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Wow. Wow. Uh, it was probably the Chiefs I put yeah. I picked against. Yeah. Definitely not the Bengals. Just the straight favorites, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Hey, the Rams <laughs> were at the I mean, they kind of were on paper, I guess. They were like the Nets, but the Nets didn't work out. Yeah. And so um one of the so I didn't realize this either, but that uh that drive the Rams did to go down and score, that was a 16 play drive, and there were only two runs called. Um, that was such, just such a long drive. They got the ball back with five and a half minutes, um, and the Bengals didn't get the ball until I think a minute twenty. So just a four minute drive, sixteen plays down the Bengals' throat when they had to have it. Just so good, so good. Yeah, the the penalties hurt on that drive so bad because I mean I know it's been talked about what fifty eight and a half minutes of really calling nothing. And whether it be even offsides or false start at times where it's like, all right, guys, we're just not going to call anything tonight. And then what was it? I think three of the last two, three of the last five plays flags on the defense. And so it was tough, even though two of them were, were, were pretty reasonable. Well, um, the one on Cooper cups touchdown, they called uh, a head, like hitting him in the head. But if you go back and watch that play, they legitimately tried to tackle Cooper cup off the line and he ran right through the DB. <laughs> you got to go watch it. It was crazy. Yeah, but but yeah. And, but obviously, the, the, the play that the play that didn't make sense was when Logan Wilson got called for. Um, he he didn't he didn't tug him. A lot of times, guys get that arm behind him and turn their hips. It didn't look like he did there. It was it was pretty ticky tacky. Yeah, no, and it's just the it's a linebacker stigma, man. You know, you see a linebacker on a on a receiver, and it's like, well, he's gonna obliterate him. He's yeah. not going to cover him. But, yeah, no, but it's also – it sucks that those penalties happened down the stretch on that game-winning drive because because even with those penalties, that doesn't take away from how great the Super Bowl still was. But without that, like, give me that fourth down. Like, let's see. Come on, Matt Stafford. That's, that's the moment. Um, and because then in that moment, they have to go for it because, like you said, the Johnny Hecker potential Hall of Famer allegedly – Muffing the snap in the Super Bowl. That doesn't sound like Hall of Famer to me. Yeah. Um, but, man, and that was that was the swing, dude. I told you. I said, you know, a, 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 a muff snap in the Super Bowl, like, there's not many omens I, I don't want more than that, you know? Yeah. And so maybe just the Romo, whatever year it was. Don't, don't do it. Had don't to. Don't do it to me. Because you can't talk about a muff snap. That's the only thing. Don't hey. do it to me, Andrew. But I just, All want to, right. I just want to talk about this really quick. Um, classic, classic Andrew King move. Picks the Bengals before the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, my preseason pick was the Rams. Oh, wait. Either way, he covered his bases. He covered his bases. That's what Andrew does. He had, Dude, he had both sides covered. Who picked against Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship? I'm game? just saying. I'm just saying. Both sides, no matter what, you're going to come out on top. Just a, a classic move. So I shouldn't be able to brag about my year ago pick. I think I should. And it's I, documented. I just, think, I just think that you should have picked the Rams if you're if you're gonna brag about your year ago pick of the Rams. You went hey, back. I couldn't pick against Joe Burrow. What was it going <laughs> to? And I, all the listeners. Hey, I respect that. You know, you know of all people, I respect that. That's what I'm saying. Coming from you of of anything. All right. Are you ready for my nugget? Because I hope you haven't seen it. Because oh. it's pretty crazy. Just just before the nugget, Eric, it came out that Eric Weddle tore his pec. Whenever oh, he I forgot to say that. Quarter. Yeah, um, pretty crazy that he that he fought through that, and he's definitely retiring again. What a what a what a story for Eric Weddle. He just sitting on his couch playing basketball, staying in a little bit of shape, 
comes off the couch for five weeks, wins a Super Bowl, tears his pec, but he's got another, he's got a ring. Pretty, pretty cool. Oh yeah. He's got plenty of time to rehab, but, and I'm pretty sure that happened early. Like, cause it was a play. I think it was the first long drive that yeah. the, the Bengals had. And it was just a tackle in the flat with his shoulder. And it looked like he was holding more of his shoulder, but I guess, yeah, it was probably chest peck area. Um, but man, and he was, he, he had the green dot. I mean, everybody was talking about that where you got your one player on offense, your one player on defense, who has got the green dot, meaning they can talk to the coaches before the play up until a certain point to get the play calls. And it's like, you, this dude was, he was sitting on the couch like a month ago, a month and a half ago. And now he's calling the defense. And so that just incredible that, and that's just, that's just one of the many crazy stories of this team um, with the, the legacies, I guess. That, that you've talked about and just just nuts um but yeah that's that's the the biggest favorite i i'll say there's it's even more likely that weddle retires than andrew Went, wentworth <laughs> and that's crazy to put someone ahead of him probably but <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure weddles is happy that he came back but you know when he tore his pack this he's like oh, this is why i retired i i remember this part of it too this sucks <laughs> yeah well, and I, I another thing, I don't know the exact figures, but I do know that Deshaun Jackson got a bigger game check than Eric Weddle did yesterday no because way. he played the first eight games of the season for the Rams. That's another guy. Imagine if Deshaun Jackson was still around. Man. I'm glad he's I'm glad he didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But hey, cowboy torture. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Are you ready for my nugget? Yeah, lay it on. All right, here we go. So these are just some NFL combine numbers here. We got player A and player B. All right, so player A ran a 4.6240, player B ran a 4.6940. Player A had a 31-inch vertical, player B had a 32-inch vertical. Player A had a 9-foot 7-inch broad jump, player B had a 9.8-inch broad jump. Player A is 204-pound Cooper Cup and player B is 285-pound Aaron Donald. <laughs> so it's like put Donald in the slot. His combine numbers, he was he was about a tenth slower than Cup. But higher vertical, longer broad jump, insane. Um, the two best players on the field, those those are the guys that the Rams are thankful they drafted probably for the history, the rest of their organization's time um, because they're two Hall of Famers. That's so crazy, too, because those stats show how much of a freak Aaron Donald is. You know, it, it just completely backs up how much of a freak Aaron Donald is. And completely displays that numbers aren't everything either that, that cooper cup has has numbers that don't really pop off the page but he just went for 2300 yards in a nfl season um so that is that is very interesting there um because sometimes sometimes n- numbers never lie and they show you how much of a freak aaron donald is and sometimes you can't pay too much attention to the numbers and you need to draft a cooper cup yeah exactly you could spin that literally either direction because yeah i a dude with a 4640 and a 31 inch vertical just set the NFL receiving record this year and so that's that that's proof for you uh that numbers don't lie but yeah that's i mean it's not surprising when you when you know who the two guys are but just the fact that the, that's arguably the best offensive and defensive player in the league and like you said it, it, it in in a in a league in a sport where size and speed matters more than anything compared to other sports i feel like um hey you don't need you don't need the best of it i guess you 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 need you need four six speed but 
you don't necessarily need that four three speed for Cooper Cup. But um, I was listening to Julian, Edel- Julian Edelman talk about him, and, and it's just there's he he said there's not a receiver he's ever seen that makes a DB just stop his feet like Cooper Cup does because that that's kind of how Cooper Cup has to do it where he's not going to run by you, um, but the second you stop your feet, he's gone right past you. And yeah. so I, I thought that was that was a good take from him. Uh, yeah, well, he ran right past the Bucks secondary on that that other huge drive. Every see that's the thing. Every time the the Rams needed a big play, it was Cooper Cup yeah. making the play. Every single time, so so good. So much respect for him. Yeah, and what the first crazy thing about Cooper Cup is I swear he wasn't even excited. The game ended and he was stone faced. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, definitely. Compared to some of those guys, because, yeah, you see – I mean, Odell we were just talking crying. about – You got Aaron Donald. Just, but like, he was emotional. Donald was so emotional talking about ring me. Cooper Cup, cool as a cucumber. He was chilling. He yeah. knew. He knew. And and for him, too, first, first receiver to get some MVP votes since 1998, Jerry Rice. That's pretty insane. He should have won MVP, too. I think so. Yeah. I and you, Obviously, I, it matters. At at this point, at this point, it's almost more of like a win. Another award is gonna come, you know, or like making make a QB award, and then right. give an because MVP award. Right now, it's MVP is the quarterback, offensive player of the year, which Cooper Cup won as a non QB. Yeah. They need to, yeah, they need to do something to fix that, or just but, make offensive player of the year. Just change it to QB of the year because it's like for me, if a quarterback wants to whine. About not being able to get the MVP, it's like, dude, you guys make the most. Get over it. Like, there's literally nothing the quarterback doesn't get. And I get there's a but, but yeah, a season like Cooper Cup, because to me, it has so many. I guess it's easy to parallel it with almost Devontae Smith's season with his Heisman season, but every like it was, it was, it was right to see him get it, you know, someone that wasn't a quarterback for once, because for the longest time, that's how the Heisman trophy was. Um, but it's even without. Um, Devontae Smith, Heisman, there's still so much more variety in that, whether at least some running backs might get it or somebody. Where in the NFL, I don't even know in the last non- I think, I think it was Adrian Peterson when he yeah. had the cards. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and so, because I'm like, if Cooper Cup can't win it, or if Cooper Cup can only get one vote after doing this, literally, that, think about the president that sense. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can have the greatest receiving season ever, and you're not going to win it. And you know? obviously, almost inarguably, he was the most valuable player of the playoffs, and he was doing—he was just as good in the regular season. It's—you saw how much he mattered to this team, um, all playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Um, rightfully won the MVP of the Super Bowl. So yeah, I—I I, I wish he would have won it, but you know, we can—we can get mad about that another day. But my nugget, which has been seen a lot, but I think we need to talk about it. The team that loses the coin toss is 8-0 in the last eight Super Bowls. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, that's one I forgot I forgot to keep up with. I When I saw it, what, a couple of days before the Super Bowl, I think it was? Yeah. And then I saw it, like, in the first quarter after, after what, the Bengals won the toss, I think it was? Yeah. And so I was like, well, it's not a good sign. Or it's like the streak's breaking. That that was my thinking at the time. We hoped. We um, hoped. But yeah, but yeah. Eight, eight teams in a row that lost the toss win the Super Bowl. That gosh. So crazy. So who was the last one? What year was it then? 20... 2014? Was that the, the Packers? I think it was, yeah. Or no, they were 2011. 14 was 
Seahawks. Oh, see, yeah, Seahawks over uh, the when Bucks. they go. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, dude, I'm so sad. So it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. We'll have some. This off season will be fun, but just just think that this off season, every off season's fun in the NFL draft, free agency, whatever, yada yada. But think about the buzz in the air all off season. Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl champs. It just would have been. Uh, it just wouldn't have been real. It would have. It would have. I don't know, man. It, it would have been crazy. Real. Like I'm. I'm satisfied with the Rams being the Super Bowl champions. They For deserve, sure, right? it's a satisfying win. If the Bengals had won, I satisfying wouldn't have covered it. It would have been unbelievable. I don't even know. It would have been almost almost crazy. But um, I did. I did hear another stat that there's only. And this, don't quote me, but this is close. There's only 12 quarterbacks um, signed to their their same team for next year right now. There's something wow. like that. There's only like 12 quarterbacks, like steady and like knowing who we're gonna who's gonna start for that team. Um, so there's so much so much turnover that could happen. Yeah, it's just gonna come down to with so many of these teams with 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 every quarterback. I feel like it's just gonna come down to is their current team willing to give him up because that to me that's the biggest thing where whether it's Deshaun Watson in Houston Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay Russ in Seattle like of course these teams might know it it might be in our best interest to trade them but trading those guys is literally almost just accepting you're not good enough right you're not you know and so it'll be interesting because I I think we'll definitely do an episode about doing some predictions with with some of the big name free agents, especially the quarterbacks. Um, if we see any trades possibly happen, because then you got the Carson Wentz news. Um, mm-hmm. Potentially, Indy wanting to get rid of him, which who knows? They've they've kind of made their own bed with that, and the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't do much this year, but they sure shook up the Colts franchise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking more about that. Um, we'll get some it'll draft be, stuff going. Yeah. It'll be an interesting off season, but I'm just telling you that I don't, I don't even know what the word is, but it would have been a next level off season had the Bengals been able to, <laughs> to do it because I, I don't know. I think their run, their runs up there with many, at least in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, but had they won it, man, they would have been up there with the giants. Like oh, that yeah. would have been up there with like beating the undefeated Patriots. That's how crazy things were I agree. um but yeah what a season what 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 a great playoffs um thank you for joining me zach thank you for everybody listening throughout the year um we'll keep it going into the off season with with some other sports talk as well um it's a sad day but sad day but, but we can we have we have a lot to celebration appreciate. yeah celebrate because it happened you know yeah that, that's all we got to do we, we're, we're happy it happened maybe maybe we'll get another one next year Maybe the Dallas Cowboys next year. You never know. It's it's never too early. Never too early to start. But thank you, you so you, much. You for know, I've already been thinking about the Cowboys. This <laughs> I, oh, I not too, not yet. They not have the four. They have, they have tied for the third best odds already. It's. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even going to let myself just, think. Yeah, they're toying with us already. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the latest episode of the So Close Yet yeah, So Far podcast.